In these uncertain times, Volkswagen of Boise is committed to your mental health as you search for a new vehicle. Have social anxiety about speaking to other humans? Current and up-to-date online inventory? Check. Just want to flirt with options in person but not ready to commit? No commission sales team on standby to answer questions at your leisure? Check. Needing something crazy and unexpected to take your mind off the troubles of the day? Full-time fun director dedicated to making Instagram content just to make you laugh? Check. Regardless of your level of social comfort, Volkswagen of Boise has a menu of haggle-free customer experiences to choose from. Come by the dealership on Franklin near Boise Town Square Mall or go online to peruse their current inventory at www.volkswagenofboise.com. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Welcome back to the conversation. Hi, how are you? <laughs> this is my radio voice. Oh, oh, do you want me to do my... Yeah. I am so excited to be here. This is a really great studio you have here, and I appreciate you inviting me in. Thank you so much, Natalie. Yeah. You're talking to me, Franny Wilson. I know, sorry, I should say your name more. Franny, hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for reading me, because it makes it sexier when I say your name, right? Yeah. Hi, Franny. Do you want to use Francesca? Cause yes. Oh. That's my, <laughs> okay. That's my sexy name. <laughs> Can Sorry, you call me Natalia? No. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Whatever Francesca, what are we going to be talking about today? Because to be <laughs> honest, do we even know? No, we don't. No. The Franny and Natalie show. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Well, we, you know, what's funny is like, okay, this is, let's just start with first of all, how we met. Let's, let's, because I think, oh, I think it's tell me. Funny. I don't know if I remember. You don't remember, what? You don't remember how we met? Well, how we met for the first time, I don't remember. I think I actually went to something, like you had a class or something about, um, like, hand lettering oh okay right mm-hmm. that would have been something yeah so that was forever but the first time we actually hung out oh yeah was like i do remember that yeah but that wasn't that how long ago was that like earlier this year it really wasn't that long ago yeah but i feel like we've been like besties forever i know that was so so what happened power of the internet yeah let's talk Social about entrepreneurialism media. you want to talk about that entrepreneurialism entre do you know for years i couldn't say entrepreneur is it entrepreneurship I don't, entrepreneurship entrepreneurialism ship <laughs> we're gonna talk about Owning Being your own company. <laughs> <laughs> so we met. Why did we went for coffee? Because I think honestly we we're like we just should go to coffee because like we work really in the same vicinity of like the same kind of vibe yeah. in Boise, right? But we didn't really know each other all that well, and like we wanted to talk about podcasting because we both started podcasts, obviously. The one that you're listening to now. Yeah. One of the ones you're listening to now. (laughs) We started those (laughs) because we're entrepreneurs. Yeah. And And we're being super efficient right now. We're mm going to just go ahead and record one episode and release it on both podcasts. Yeah. Because that's what, you know, that is, that is such a definition of entrepreneurialism. Like, let's go fast. So we met for coffee to talk about podcasts. And then I think I had a total breakdown. Did we meet at Atavola? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we met. And then I like uh, pretty within the first 15 minutes realized that you kind of got it that like this was <laughs> and I like I remember like having my head down on the um, table like kind of having a panic t- attack and like okay I've just met her she's never going to talk to me again and then how did we ended up at a strip club okay hold on <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's back up I okay, know wait. we met for coffee oh. I had like I think like 45 minutes carved out for this mm-hmm. coffee date. Right. It was like, yeah, I mean, and like I do this a lot, like meet people for coffee, yeah, right? Sure. Like, you know, and then um, it was, I think we were just DMing on Instagram and we were like, how have we not hung out in real life before? Yeah. Like we need to get together. Let's get coffee, whatever. And 
so after coffee, I brought you back to my place. <laughs> <laughs> it was real nice. Which Francesca, uh, is happens a nice to be place. next door yeah, to yeah. Ottavola is our studio. Uh-huh. And by the way, um, this is Franny with Ampersand Studios. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we did. Just to introduce myself, we're a brand photography um, and brand strategy company in Boise, Idaho, located downtown on 16th and Grove next to Ottavola. And so I wanted to show Natalie the studio and give her a little tour. So after coffee, we came back over here. I introduced her to everybody and showed her around a little bit. And then we were, like, starting a new business together, like, I think within, like, five minutes. Yeah. What, was it Boise, behind the scenes of Boise or Boise we BS? Wanted, we wanted to call it something. Yeah. We were like, oh, we should do a TikTok account. We should yeah. do all these things because that's what happens when you get to, like, yeah. entrepreneurialism yeah. ship minds together. Yeah. And um, and we were like, we have to keep this going. Like, let's walk over to Hops and Bottles and get a beer like we had had coffee long enough that it had crossed into like beer yeah. time beer time yeah um and as we're walking over to hops and bottles we're walking past spearmint right now right <laughs> a lovely uh, establishment here in downtown boise natalie says with her wealth of knowledge about <laughs> everything treasure valley mm-hmm. did you know that apparently spearmint rhino has the best pool tables in idaho mm-hmm. or something like that yeah in boise at least and i was yeah. like no, I had no idea that that's what they were known for. Like, don't, I don't know think if that's, that's what they're known for. Really, but. what they're known for, uh-huh. but um, we've got to check it out. Yeah, right. Obviously, I so, mean, we're yeah. curious people. So, of course, both of us with like our Instagram stories ready to go mm-hmm. and everything, walk in there, and they're like, "You gotta put your phones away," and they checked our IDs, and um, it's actually like really cool in there. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, I, I honestly have never been in a strip club in Idaho. Which is kind of interesting. Um, I mean, yes, I've I, I've been in some in Vegas, but like, um, it's people. Oh well, first of all, there's no one dancing in. The, no, she when was we waiting went. for. Yeah, so patrons. we there was like there, was, even there was no one there. There was like one guy eating lunch, and I, I want to be like it was like ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it was like eleven. But honestly, the pool tables were really great. Yeah, um, they were. It's weird, like in Idaho, there's this whole thing with like strip clubs because you know they can't get naked, which I'm like, then why are you going to a strip club? Like I just don't get it. They, do they get down to just their, like, bikinis? Is that yeah. what's... Okay. Yeah. I mean... I'm, not, I'm asking you like you know, like, but they're your neighbors. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I think, I think they still put on a good show. Yeah. I'm sure they do. Yeah. Like, well done. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't been. So, yeah, we have... Um, they also show, like, the UFC fights and stuff like that. There. Oh, so there's, that like, makes lots sense. of, like, bro reasons to go there. Yeah. I feel like... I mean, should... I love UFC. But yeah. Whatever. There was a great fight, like, two nights ago, yeah. right? <laughs> I haven't seen it. So, uh, anyway, so we, I mean, we were in there for like one minute. Yeah. And then we come out, go to Hops and Bottles, and Mark, the owner of Hops and Bottles, how was, how was uh, Spearmint Rhino, ladies? I'm like, do you just sit here and watch the people that walk out yeah. of there and then shame them when they yeah. come over here to get beers? It's like, it's a good idea, though. Sure. When you think about it. And then, like, we were over there, like, having a beer, and then we looked down at our, our watches and we're like, have we been on this coffee date for five hours? Yeah. Five hours. Like, but in the time, like, it's so funny because, um, like, I feel like there's a, a really interesting personality between people who, like, start businesses and then just keep keep them going, keep it evolving. And we're kind of, like, manic about it. Yeah. Like, and, like, you have to keep things together for most people and for clients. But, like, when two manics get together, <laughs> like, the it's the vibe and energy is kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. And um, I remember you. We were definitely you, feeding off each other. Oh, my gosh. And you, like, blew my mind. You were, like, sharing this thing you were going to do for 
convert kit. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. You just summarized like all of my existential like angst and what I need to like focus on. It's like so simple. So I'm like freaking out. And I then forgot I'm, about like, that. I forgot. I, I drew out yeah. the fun easy matrix for yes. you on a napkin. And then I was like, you know what you could do? And then of course I had to take it to like another place because I don't know what's wrong. Why can't we just like stay no. where we're at? Like why can't we just not like. Well, there's no fun in that. Right. But a lot of people. Like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I just don't know if this is healthy, kind of like. Oh, it definitely is not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, absolutely I mean, not healthy. Let's be okay. So, we've had very separate careers, but like, they've kind of moved in a similar vein of like, you start one thing, mm-hmm. you do that, and then you're like, what else can I do? And then it just moves and moves. And, yeah. Um, you guys have done so much stuff. Oh, hi. I'm, by the way, I'm Natalie from the Boise Bubble this and Hello Meridian. <laughs> this is Natalie, the famous. <laughs> Uh, Blonde bombshell. Oh, yeah, something. Uh, I'm just realizing your people are probably like, who are you talking to? But um, I know. We didn't really. Yeah. Should we, should we like, well. <laughs> okay. Um, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Franny with the Something Businessy podcast at Ampersand Studios. And today I have a special guest here in the studio. It's Natalie Plummer from Hello Meridian and the Boise Bubble podcast. Hi, Natalie. Hi, how are you? <laughs> we will how mention that? that we actually are recording this 20 minutes into the podcast because we realized that we totally forgot to start that. I think that. we should just leave it right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> okay. Hi. No. So, okay. Yeah. I'm Natalie and this is Francesca. And I feel like you should always say your name like that from now on, oh. on your podcast. That, no. No? No. No. Do you like- Just off brand. Do you like, you, do you feel like your name's off brand? Like the full name? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you really resonate more with Franny. Yeah. I've, d- I've gone back and forth and like, wow, we just really like- just we just took yeah. the train off the track. Okay, this is what's this is, is it, how I this just is, no, I don't know, nor I don't normally notice it that quickly, but that no. was like a abrupt. My husband says switch. it's like the the channels on like an old TV, like watching <laughs> me. He's like, anytime you get together with one of your friends, it's like because and he hates it. I'm like, why? You just follow the the energy and the vibration. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I think I I don't know what we were. The plan was to talk about. I think there is no plan. Entrepreneurialism in general. You know what? Entrepreneurialism in general. There is no plan. Why? The plan That's is the, there is no plan. What's that but, sound? But the, the thing is, is I think like everyone, not everyone, but so many people have this idea that eventually that's what they want to be or that's what yeah. they want to do. Because I don't know. Why do you think? Oh, people, they don't. No, I, I know. No, no, no. I mean, everybody doesn't have that. You don't think that? No. I hear that for so many people. They don't. Okay. Actually, I. <laughs> no, I want to hear this. I found this out because I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah. No, everybody's like end goal is own my own business. It's not. It's there's really? actually like a lot of really smart people out there that don't have that end goal. So, I mean, I would. They're smart for not wanting it because it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Like I agree well, with that. I just had this conversation with Courtney a couple weeks ago, and uh, I was like, "Wow, I'm starting to sound real negative," but it's 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 something that like owning a business is something that it's a it's a bit of a catch twenty two because it's like I wouldn't have it any other way, and also sometimes I wonder like. What, like, why did I choose this? Yeah, 100%. That's every <laughs> moment of every day. I'm like, seriously, every moment of every day, I'm like, okay, these are all the things I'm going to do, except that five minutes later, I want to destroy it all and burn it all to the ground. And I just want to go back to crocheting and like watching the Great British Bake Off. But like, <laughs> I don't, and it, it's like, that's usually a sign that that's what you need to do for like a solid 24 hours. Yeah. And sometimes I do it. And then you'll be motivated again. Yeah. Maybe. But that's, I don't know. But then I'm right back into the existential crisis because it's like right now, well, okay, like today, I got up 
got my kids out, immediately was into a shoot. But I had to spend like two and a half hours getting my house ready for the shoot. Uh-huh. Did the shoot, got in my car, came right here, and then we're podcasting. And like, I'm going to go home, make dinner, and then I'm going to work for like five hours. And that's like a normal day. Well, and, but that's not a normal day because tomorrow you're not going to get your house ready and do a photo shoot and then go do a podcast. It's going to be a completely different set of variables, right? I th- yes. I think so there is it's no, more like, just the chaos yeah. of like... The chaos is the normal part. Well, I think the weird thing is that I realize like watching my mom and just like she's such a different person once she's like an Enneagram 9 I'm an Enneagram 3 like one of those things would have just been her entire week prepping Mm. for this Mm -hmm. one thing right one shoot would have been one speaking thing would have been her entire mind would have been taken up with that one thing which I think might be healthy but for me I have 900 things going all the time all at once and I don't even think twice of it because I just switch into podcast mode and then I switch into mom mode. And it's like, yeah. and tomorrow <clears throat> those facets are going to come back in a different order. So you're better at that than me. I'm actually not really like that. Really? Yeah. I, I'm kind of like your mom. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, well, I don't have to like plan for a whole week for something. Um, but if it is a new thing, if it's a new thing that I am not used to doing in my day to day, I will, if I have something on the calendar for that day, that's like something I'm not, that I can't do on autopilot, mm-hmm. I just like kind of don't put things before or after that like I have to oh you like give yourself buffers no I'm like no this is the only thing I care about that day oh and I like block everything out that's amazing I'm not like that I can't (laughs) I'm not like that in fact I know that that's a problem but um but I will say there was a time when I was more like that but I think now now I feel a lot more kind of freedom and like flexibility because I have a team that's like doing so much of that stuff Mm -hmm. um and keeping like keeping the house in order so mm-hmm. that I can like really focus in on whatever it is. The way that you and Nicole have done your your career, like I'm so in awe of it because I think there's like an element of my brain that just doesn't work in this one aspect is that I don't want to expand with like a team of employees. Like I have other members who work with me, mm-hmm. but like um, it's like my, I don't have enough space in my brain to handle that at that point. I'd rather just almost slow down than yeah. like expand with other I don't know or just it's what you said is that you don't have time in your brain like at that point and it's because and I think that's where a lot of people get get caught up is that like right now the thought of like hiring somebody onboarding them training mm-hmm. them getting them up to speed getting them to where to like my level or whatever of like being oh, yeah. able to handle problems or troubleshoot mm-hmm. things or take care of clients is a lot of work mm-hmm. like to get somebody up to that point but when you get the right people and you get them there oh my gosh like it's so worth it. It's so the thing I wish I had done, like, yeah. so much earlier. I and wish I – I honestly wish I could do that. Like, You can. Well, it's – I know – so, like, what I've done you is I – do anything I know. <laughs> well, I'm trying a new thing where I'm bringing on people who are basically already doing their own thing, and they're – we are more collaborative, like, collaborative. Uh-huh. So, basically, people hire these um, content creators to create – in their own style but then it shows up on my page so that I don't have to micromanage them yeah and I think what I just keep on saying is when I have a moment when my I don't have uh something happening in my personal life that's kind of taking over because I'm the primary that parent will be never yeah so mm-hmm. I'm the primary parent and I have like <laughs> stuff like right now I had to arrange for someone else to pick up my child at school because I have three children in three different schedules of school. And like when I look at how much time I have per day to work, I don't have any time longer than two hours ever. Like ever. That's not. And so like 
I right now I'm just trying to feed the content machine mm-hmm. that's like getting the behind the scenes is like I don't even know how to do it so I think I'm at that stage like I, I'm growing mm-hmm. but I'm like doing it in a very weird creative way of like how do I still how am I still able to parent as a stay-at-home mom almost right you know I know. And then you have to step back sometimes, too, and go, like, is this actually sustainable? Yeah, And, like, not. how long <laughs> how like long can I keep this going? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And it's always, you know, just to tell you from an outsider's perspective, the bird's eye view or, like, a fresh eye on it, like, if you ever feel like you're not putting out enough content or, like, you're not feeding the content machine or whatever, like, you're crushing it. Oh, thank and, you. And, like, it feels like as much as you feel like you can't keep up with it it looks like how the hell does she do that so yeah. if you were to scale back a little bit I don't think like you probably think it would crumble I don't like, think it would crumble it, it wouldn't I mean it would still even like half of what you're doing would still feel like more than what most people are doing yeah maybe like and I appreciate you saying that I think I have scaled back a lot it's just been such a process to do it and mm-hmm. bring in like other people um it's like I I have another big project I've been trying to work on that's like more important to me than all these other projects. Mm-hmm. But like, cause I, I I'm, I'm writing a book, what? and like it's what I want to do. I'm yeah, a writer, awesome. but like that's not what I've been able to do. So like, um, I I don't know. Like I'm just I'm I'm doing these things and they're they look successful, but in the end, like I don't know if it's, it's Sometimes it's just so much. I just, yeah. like, want to um, just turn it off for two months. But when you work in, like, social, right? it's, like, you saw your relevancy, your, the algorithm. Like, it's – and I don't know. I just – it doesn't feel like success right now. Well, and also you're going into, like, a busy season and mm-hmm. things like that with all of the businesses that you work with and support. And you have to be, like, really especially on. Yeah. I mean, we're recording this in mid-November, so. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. The, I'm doing something <clears throat> totally different now, and I, I'm not doing it all myself. But, like, but then there's fun things. Like, I get to hang out with my, like, content creative friends. We went on the wine tour, and it was, like, super fun. And, like, oh, my gosh, that was so much fun. Um, and, that, and that makes it, like, that is so fun. And but the thing yeah. is, that's also what people see. Oh, right. you just spend all day. Like, don't you feel yeah. like people think <laughs> you're shiny, the shiny stuff you do? Like, honestly, because your branding is so, like, just on point obviously that's why people hire you is like you can brand people like no one else thank you and sometimes I think oh I should hire you guys but then I'm like oh then I'd find out like how much I need to change <laughs> which is probably good but I'm like it's I like know. when you're scared to like go to the doctor and yeah. get a checkup I'm like I, they I have so many cavities is like I don't really but that's what it feels like but like because no. your branding is so on like from an outside perspective I will and I did I followed you for years that's the thing is like um, I followed you for years not knowing you guys personally uh-huh. and my perception of e- even though I do something similar my perception of what you guys were like and what your whole like how this all worked is was very inaccurate really oh yeah yeah <laughs> for sure huh like, I don't I, I mean we definitely aren't trying to put out something that's inaccurate but like well it's not that it's your branding's good it's just you don't see the, the little annoying like you know time you're just having to spend editing like over like you just oh yeah you know, you walk in and you kind of... It just looks like it comes easy for everybody else. Yeah. Totally. And that's what we hear a lot from our clients when we work with, um, you know, we work with clients who want to figure out how to how to speak their brand message in a mm-hmm. way that will actually attract the people they want to work with and who will, and that will, like, help them grow their business on an autopilot kind of yeah. system. And a lot of times 
it comes down to just the fact that they're it's a little unclear of like actually sure. what they do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's somebody else in their industry that is appears to be killing it, mm-hmm. right? Their social media is just popping, like they're showing up all the time and they make it look easy. Yeah. And there's always somebody else that makes everything look easy. They're repurposing all their content. They're on every different platform. They're sending out emails every day. They're mm-hmm. like, they've got a podcast and they've got a TikTok. And like, probably they either have like a huge team or they're absolutely completely overwhelmed and you have no idea. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so anytime it looks like somebody's overnight success or making it look simple it probably isn't yeah um or they have a lot of people behind them because even us like we're constantly like uh feeling like we need to do more like really oh yeah do you feel like now because I feel like now you have like I mean this studio is so incredible like you offer these products that are like well what I like about what you offer is it's it's very like um digestible like you understand exactly what you do and how you do it and how it how it works with a company you know which I I Mm -hmm. value because like for me I have to constantly like change up what I'm doing for different companies but like you have a product that's like awesome so I can't even imagine like you're dominating your field so like what more but I'm sure you (laughs) see so much yeah like thank you for that compliment that's really nice of you to say and and really what we've the way we've created that is because we finally realized after whatever 14 years of doing this that the only way to grow and scale a business is to make something that can be systematized. Mm-hmm. Like if we're reinventing the wheel with every client, we're never going to like figure out a formula yeah. that we can bring other people into and that we can like replicate. Mm-hmm. Right. We can't like clone ourselves. So yeah. we, I'm learning we that. tried it yeah. failed, you know, like, and now I have this like extra arm. So yeah. it's growing out of my chest. Yeah. I say it's nice. Did you like it? Yeah. It's really <laughs> nice. Um, um, Stacy. <laughs> Stacy the but, extra. <laughs> I want Stacy the extra. Yeah. So anyway, um, it's it's of course like of course there's like pieces and parts that are tailored to each client. Mm-hmm. That it's not like just a robot like spitting out the same thing over and yeah. over again. But the system is the same, and we're constantly like, okay, how do we innovate and also make sure that we're staying relevant because the service changes. What people want is going to change. Like, sure, what our clients need and want is already evolving and changing mm-hmm. even after the past like year and a half two years of like finally dialing in our brainstorming service and our like photo shoots and all that stuff and then and then it's like okay how do we make sure that we're providing like you know video content and how are we what other types of content do people want and then people are we're just listening all the time to like so yeah it's like okay we're always testing out and bringing in clients to do like be a beta for some new idea or whatever Mm -hmm. and bringing our team together and brainstorming like oh here we saw this other company is got doing this business model like is there anything we want to like is this a clue to something that might be coming up next or it's just like but that's what makes it so much fun there's a very certain kind of person who finds that fun well yeah so you have to have all those people in your organization Mm -hmm. like I am more of a visionary type and so I'm the one that goes like oh my gosh, what if we did this? Yeah. And then the whole rest of my team like starts banging their head on the desk. <laughs> yeah. Including Nicole. Yeah. And then and then if I push on it long enough, then we know that it's, if I'm like not giving it up, then we know it's actually something worth looking mm-hmm. into. Yeah. <laughs> and then it goes on to like phase two. Mm-hmm. Or I just like take it and run with it. And like, I'm like, look guys, I made this thing. I and know. Then, <laughs> like the thing you did with the wig where you just like, oh, we, you have to. I, the wig? Oh. Like you like had a wig and you like, became Nicole 
<laughs> and I freaking died. Because, like, just sometimes there's content that's just so good. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's so freaking good. And it's like most people, that would stress them out having to think of, like, stuff like that all the time. But, like, for me, if I could just spend all day long making. Oh, if I'm forced to come up with ideas, they don't happen. Yeah, they just have to happen. It, like, ha- it yeah. happened, and then I immediately ordered the wig. Yeah. And then when it showed up, we made the reel. And that's all. But that's all I want to do. Like that's it's, what's hard. It's like so I just want to make content. You have to have fun. Yeah, you have I'm to the visionary bring it in. and the implementer, and it's like, which is fine. That's so impressive. But I, it's like I would be nowhere. Like I, if just, I didn't have. It's exhausting. My peeps. And yeah, and <laughs> so I'm like, why are you losing your mind? Well, that, and but at the at the same time, like finding the right implementer. It's like, uh-huh. I don't know how you, how do you advertise? Like, hey, I need somebody who makes all my dreams come true. Go. Like, you know, it's like dating. Well, first of all, you have to, like, trust and believe that they exist. And they exist. Yeah. Like, that, there's, like, so many um, business owners, I think, and I was like this. I'm just so lucky to have a business partner because we can bounce things back and forth. I mm-hmm. can't imagine being in business alone, like, without a partner that I can because, yeah. like you said, like you're just going, 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 like all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you were to take two months off, and like your business would, your um, momentum would like mm-hmm. slow down. And uh, when you have another business partner who's equally invested in it, like they won't let that happen. So yeah. if one person like just needs to have like a mental breakdown for a couple weeks, like mm-hmm. there's somebody to like at least keep the bare minimum rolling. Yeah, we d- I don't have that. Or like if one <laughs> of us had like both of us have had babies yeah. since we started this business. And like, I mean, I don't know what maternity leave is, but we we gave each other a little extra space, yeah. you know, for like a few hours yeah. after birth. And that, but the thing is, honestly, <laughs> whole, like, I hear about people who have like breakdowns and they'll like go to bed for a couple days, and I'm like, what? I shattered my <laughs> wrist, and I was working with one hand oh, within no. two hours of my surgery. Yeah, and like, um, I went to New Orleans this last week and took time off. Well, by took taking time off, I still worked every morning starting at 5 a.m. until I left for breakfast, and I had all my stuff. Oh, my gosh. Like, from the, the week before, I had my content ready. Like, I just doubled my work before so that, I you know, so, like, there's never a break. I'm so in awe of you. No, but yeah, don't like, be because it's not healthy. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I would be, like, physically ill. Like I, if I, I just, I can't work that hard. No, I, I, I don't want to. Work <laughs> I'm like that incapable hard, of of that. I mean, I've had moments where I, I, I can work that hard if I'm like, high on it. Like mm-hmm. if it's like something that I'm like pushing through, and I can just work like 48 hours straight without sleeping. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's getting down to the wire, like close to a launch or something like that. Because mm-hmm. I'm super deadline driven. I'm a procrast. I'm not a procrastinator. I'm deadline driven. <laughs> Is that the way you say it now? That's what I say. I've always said that. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it's kind of my it's kind of my like superpower. Mm-hmm. Is and it's Nicole always loves to tell the stories about how in college, which is where we met, mm-hmm. um, we were in graphic design school together, and we'd have these like big projects. It would be like months in the working. Yeah. Like the professor would give you like a a prompt or whatever, and then you would like make sketches, and you'd bring the sketches, and you'd show them to the class, and everybody would discuss it, and you would like work through this thing. You'd have like your first draft, and then they would like give you feedback, and you'd change it. So we'd go through this thing for like months, like a whole quarter. Mm-hmm. And then you'd come in with your final project for the uh, art critique thing mm-hmm. on the last day. And so everybody knew what all the other students in the class, what their project was, and what like how far it had come. Yeah. And I would, every single time, like scrap it and burn the whole thing like the night before <laughs> the oh before the critique and come in with a brand new thing in one day like yeah oh and everybody would be like 
what the hell, Franny? Like, you, <laughs> like, and I'm like, but it's better. And they're like, yeah, it's better. Yeah. Like the the other thing just was exhausted, and it oh, wasn't ever like I didn't have if I don't have that urgency and that like like forcing me to get creative, mm-hmm. I don't I I just beat it up and I just like don't have any creative. Like, I actually see that like. I don't think anyone's articulated that like, but when you think about like what I do, I'm creating new content every single day. And I used to do it for 12 pages. I used to run social mm-hmm. media for 12 pages in the, in the area on top of hello Meridian wow. and was 100% behind all the copy, all the content and like messaging people everything. and everything <clears throat> responding everything. to comments. And these oh are big accounts like Idaho pizza company. Roaring you Springs. are seriously making me feel like such a piece of shit. <clears throat> no, like, because you make me feel like a piece of shit. And we can talk about that later. <laughs> Like in a good way, and then we became friends, so that's okay. But um, like, <laughs> what I knew was that like there was potential, and I follow like opportunity. But I have done over fifteen thousand posts in the last um, seven years. That's a lot, like fifteen thousand. Wow. That is and, insane. Like I've only had help on them in the last six months. <clears throat> but like, are you I, still running all those other accounts too? No, oh no, no. I like either like sent them to someone else or I'm so creative directing on some of them. So I actually do some of it, but like I only, I kept one just because um, they were the first company that invested in me and like took a risk. And so so your heart's in it. Yeah. And so I like, it doesn't make much money, but it's like, it's just, I don't know. I just like it. And it's my, well, and you've gotten to the place where it's fun and easy for you. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it is. It's literally like five minutes of my day because I, I, I can do it in my sleep. Um, but like if I so my book is like such a different beast because it's so hard for me to think of a two year um, project when right now I like I do a reel a couple reels a day and it's published like yeah and, within it's, minutes. and it's done yeah. and then I'm done with it. But like the thought of that's one of the reasons I'm doing the book mm-hmm. is because well, honestly, a lot of it is when I cha- talked with you. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like this idea of like hard and um, what was the other word? Not hard. Hard and boring. Yeah, not hard and boring, but like hard and what's the equivalent of like the, your greatest investment? Oh, yeah. It's the hard, the most hard and the most fun. Yeah. the hard. Yes. Yeah. So that was I, even like just thinking about yeah. the conversation we had because I came home after having this conversation. <laughs> and I was telling Shane, I'm like, I'm appearing very successful and putting it together. And in my mind, I'm like, it's, it's just how much more can you cram into one brain? And still, like, parent and, like, be uh-huh. a wife and, like, have a spiritual, existential, like, public experience, right. which I'm kind of also doing, which is weird. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just posted this reel alive yesterday talking about, like, some thoughts on mean Christians in the area. And it went kind of crazy. <clears throat> and yeah. it wasn't intended. But, like, well, I don't know where any of the, like, how did this happen? Okay. <laughs> How did this happen? That's like the big question. That should be the name of your book. How does, kind of. How did this happen? That's so good. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's better than what I was thinking. But that's, that's kind of the, yeah, that's what so much of this is. I mean, that's what it's about, right? Yeah. I don't know how, how did I get here? Yeah. (laughs) Well, especially because no one's done this before. Yeah. We like, we are literally the godfathers of like, of our own idea. Yeah. Like nobody, everybody that owns a business, think about that. Everybody that owns a business created something that didn't exist before. And even though there might be something similar, it didn't exist in that same way. Yeah. So we are just like figuring it out as we go. And as many people can say they have the answer or the framework or like whatever guru, like it's not, they didn't do it exactly what you did. Mm -hmm. So you're the only one with the actual roadmap, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But, um, 
what you're talking about as far as appearing successful, quote, successful, and feeling like you still want to do so much more, mm-hmm. I think that um, the term success obviously is up for debate. But when when you're appearing successful to someone, it's because it's somebody who wants to be where you're at, mm-hmm. right? Like it's somebody who wants to build what you've built, right? Or like a social media following or mm-hmm. these brand deals or they want to be wined and dined and taken out on wine sure. tours and things like that's what they're seeing and yeah. that's what they see as success. Mm-hmm. Where to you, it always, like it's always, there's always, you're always reaching for something mm-hmm. beyond. Like there's always, like we've created this cool and now I've just proven to myself that I can do something I didn't think I could do mm-hmm. or I didn't know I could do. And so what else can I do? And it's just that curiosity that we just keep chasing. Yeah. And it's not like a not being fulfilled. It's more of like a, oh, cool. Like what else can I do? Yeah. Right? Like do you feel that way about it? A lot of it, yeah. It's, But then you want to like cut out some of the stuff that is what is kind of fueling the machine. Yeah. Because it's like that's taking so much time, but that's also the uh, – that is what – look that is the success. Uh-huh. But I'm done with that. But yeah. I've already created that. Well, you're talking to the queen of I'm done with that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we've like – as we've moved on and pivoted in our business, we've completely cold turkey just cut the rope and like let the dangling, you know, climber fall off yeah. the cliff. <laughs> the dangling climber. <laughs> I like, like to call it the hanging chad, but sure. Um, like you know, like we started off as well. Nicole and I went to school for graphic design. Mm-hmm. We started our business thinking we were going to do branding and like help small businesses. Yeah. Um, with like literally like designing logos and creating like back then in the olden days, like letterhead or like right. carving on stones in the caveman walls or whatever. I but remember those days. I watched <laughs> it. I watched you do it. And yeah. I was like, damn, these are some badass. But like, what people. caught on was weddings, like mm-hmm. wedding photography. Like we, a friend asked us to shoot their wedding and that snowballed and it turned into this whole thing. We went down that rabbit hole. We've chased that dream. We like got really good at wedding photography. We made all these connections with the local vendors. We randomly bought a paper store because we wanted a paper cutter and then, <laughs> like, opened another thing. Yeah. And then we were doing all of it together. Like, we were at that place where we, like, we're just accumulating new services and offerings and products yeah. and retail locations and, you know, domain names. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my <laughs> like, gosh. I own so many. And yeah. there. Yeah. So we were just accumulating all of this, but we weren't getting rid of anything. We were just mm-hmm. adding more to it, like a crazy episode of, like, Business Hoarders. Yeah. And (laughs) that's very visible and and accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine like, it's just like, you know, like the visual of like the, like magazines like stacked up to the ceiling Mm -hmm. and that's what it was. We were a Dunder Mifflin paper store, like actually like selling reams and cases of paper to like churches and schools Hmm. and like delivering pallets of super fun for you. Like I was pregnant and carrying like huge, like 50, 60 pound boxes of paper around Mm -hmm. like all day long. Anyway. And how did we get here? Also <laughs> doing wedding invitations and like high end, beautiful wedding invitations and offering hand lettering classes. And like, mm-hmm. what else can we freaking do? Oh, how about like a children's clothing line? How about. You did a children's yeah, clothing line? Yeah. Bitty threads. That's you? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this is annoying, right? It gets annoying. Oh yeah. And so yeah, Etsy stores and Shopify things. And we started Dear Ampersand, which was like supposed to be like wedding paper divas. And we like hired web coders and like, oh my gosh, crazy. It was yeah. before the days of like, you know, Squarespace and show it and everything. Yeah. Oh, this is exhausting. Just saying it all. Mm-hmm. But um, we went to a conference in uh, 20, like 17 or 18. And it was right when we were coming to the point where we had to decide um, 
we had already moved out of the village. So we were, it was 2018. We'd moved out of the village into a new studio downtown, but we were still, paper and pen was still like our business. We mm-hmm. were doing just the custom invitations, but no more retail. And we still had all these things. Like we were doing weddings. We were doing the branding photography. Mm-hmm. We were working with um, the scout guide. So we had all those. We were right. doing like yeah, four or five did, shoots yeah. a week doing mm-hmm. those. Um, families and babies and seniors and anything anybody wanted pictures of. That's crazy. Like how, how are you? Invitations. How? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying to you yeah. right now, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, um, but we knew we were really loving the the brand photography thing. And we had these, like, separate brands. We had, like, separate Instagram accounts for the brands versus the weddings. And uh, the the conference that we were at, there was a speaker that did a talk about making a big decision that weekend while you were there. And they mm-hmm. made everybody journal about it um, and then share with, like, turn to a neighbor and share, like, what is a big decision that you've been like kind of wanting to make, but like scared to take the leap mm-hmm. about? And Nicole and I obviously like turned to each other and we shared what we had written and we'd both written the same thing. And it was to completely move into brand photography and brand services only and like ditch everything else. Wow. And is that the first time that you'd really vocalize that to each other? Uh, Nicole had already been like dropping hints that she really wanted to move away from weddings. Like she was pretty getting pretty burnt out with weddings. Yeah. And it was, like, hard because we there was something we love about it, and we shoot film. We shot film. Yeah. Past tense for weddings. And that was, like, we had a lot of pride behind that because mm-hmm. it was so, tact- like, tactical and, like, tangible, whatever. Like, you could s- literally load the film in the camera and then get this result that you can't get digitally. Sure. And it was this art form. And it was so fulfilling to get those scans back. And, like, mm-hmm. it was just, you know. It was your art. A dopamine thing. Yeah. Um, and of course we love providing those kinds of memories for people. Like I do miss certain parts of it. And even still when like a past bride that I shot her wedding and her grandfather passes away and that picture she posts on Facebook is a picture that I took of her wedding or whatever. It's like, we're creating this (coughs) such meaningful work that, but it also was becoming, I mean, it's every single Saturday, like between May and October. Mm-hmm. So when you have kids and as your kids are getting older and you start realizing like I'm missing out on my summers with my kids and summers mm-hmm. with your kids are so precious. Mm-hmm. Like you only have 18 of them. Right. Yeah. So we it was a really hard decision to make because we had this like attachment to weddings. But then, <coughs> wow, I went way off. But OK, so um, we both kind of wanted to get out of that. But or something was still like holding on. Yeah. Oh, and we had this like um, financial partner, like a we had a bookkeeper who was also like a financial advisor person mm-hmm. that we had become very close friends with over the years, and he was not, let's say, much of a risk taker. Okay, sure. He was, which I guess is probably a good trait for like a financial bookkeeper plan? person. I don't know. I don't, maybe. maybe. Maybe I, I should know. get one of those. <laughs> oh my god! Are you serious no, right now? Well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like mean, my husband does today. it, but so uh, it's kind of me too. Yeah. So uh, he would always like anytime we'd bring this up to him, he'd be like, "Well, you can't cut weddings. It's bringing in sixty percent of your revenue or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you take if you get rid of that, you're going to lose this much money." And that mindset was just ingrained in us. And we're like, "Well, no, it won't, because if we get rid of that, it's going to free us up to do double down on this other thing that we're really excited about." Yeah. Like. It just logically doesn't make sense. Like, you're not just going to, like, yeah, lose all that money. You have right? so much – you have a currency called time. And it's like yeah. if you're not spending on one thing, you're spending on another. Yeah. Plus, we know the power of of putting all of your energy into, like, one thing and mm-hmm. how much more, like, 
just gusto you can put behind something when you put all of your energy into one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we turned to each other and said, basically had both written very similar dreams of like what our big decision would be. And right then and there, we were like, okay, we're doing it. And we just like cold turkey cut it off and we made a plan and we said, from that, like we were going to finish out the jobs that had booked and contracted with us sure. um, going forward, but we would turn down anything that wasn't businesses. Yeah. Like from that moment forward, we sold paper and pen to a good friend of ours who had been um, there, had helped us and worked with us throughout. So she knew the business really well. And so paper and pen is actually still around and it's still, mm-hmm. does, she still does custom wedding invitations and any kind of paper invitations. So we sold all the printing equipment and all the systems and processes, and we taught her everything and gave her that business, like mm-hmm. offloaded that. We started turning down families and seniors and everything. Like it was really hard, but uh, yeah, we yeah. just cut it off. Mm-hmm. And like I can't even – there's no way we would have what we have today mm-hmm. if we didn't do that. Like there's no way we could have put our energy and effort into building this business and team and like – brand that we've created now if we were still trying to like feed all these other monsters at the same time you know even though they served a purpose and they had a season and they had a a big part of our story and like a big part of our hearts I guess Mm -hmm. it's not like we hated that it was just like it had like run its course yeah what it seems like entrepreneurial is or Uh entrepreneurialism do we figure out what that is I don't know yeah it's like I think if people like really did pull back the curtain, they'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that I'm, I'm working for someone. And then I come home and I turn off and like, I'm, I'm not working anymore. And Mm -hmm. I, that, I don't even know what that would look like Mm -hmm. to not be on and to not be responsible for fueling my business all the time. And then I think that that's not a healthy way to be doing entrepreneurialism. It's Mm -hmm. just, um, I feel like, so just to, I mean, I, I, everybody, there's different strokes for different folks, right? And then there's a different, everybody has a different situation. But I know for me, I definitely don't feel on all the time. And I feel like, yeah, this you're, I really actually feel like very low pro- producti- productivity, productivity yeah. compared to you. Um, but, but what's productivity if you're not actually accomplishing oh, but what the you output, want? The output that you're creating you don't even know on like next level I I I have a project going on that I haven't talked about like publicly that that publicly yet that is it's so crazy and so amazing and like it but you feel like you can't get to it because you've no I I brought on other people okay so like I'm actually doing the dream of I am the visionary and I brought on implementers like from the beginning from the beginning like it's a it's gonna be happy to hear that it's gonna be amazing (laughs) but like um yeah like I'm so I'm trying really hard um it's just honestly I don't know if you feel this way I just feel like some of us cope with like heartache through productivity and like things have been really hard you know in in you know our life or personally and just um a lot of things and I wonder sometimes how many people who appear successful really are just going through such trying to keep themselves busy yeah so hard that their their success is because they hurt and they don't know how to deal with yeah, it. Yeah, we really don't know what people are going through. Yeah. I was just going to say, though, like, even though I'm not um, necessarily, like, working from 5 a.m. until whatever, like, <clears throat> um, I, I am highly aware that a fire could happen at any moment mm-hmm. and that I have to be ready to, like, react 
or sure. ready to troubleshoot. And so even on even if I am able to relax or or like unplug or watch a movie or like check out or whatever, which mm-hmm. I do frequently, mm-hmm. um, I know that my phone might ring any moment sure. and I need to be ready for things. And so I kind of have that like. I might have to jump into action at any moment. Sure. I think that's how I am more, too, because I I, I I think that's what people maybe don't realize. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're never, even, like, I'll be on a great date night, like, with my husband, and I'm very focused. But, like, the minute that, Mm -hmm. like, a client, like, if I, if a client is, like, this went out wrong or whatever, and and it's live. Yeah. That's the thing is it's live on social now. I can't wait. No. Because, like, the person who did the copywriting that I hired to do the copywriting did it wrong. And their message is going to go out wrong. I can't. Right. And they only work from nine to five. So (laughs) they get that luxury. And it's like, so I'm like, okay, I got to go. And like, um, I'd love to get out of that. I don't know how. I don't know if that's, yeah. Yeah. Like that would be. That's just like, honestly though, that just is part of being like a good business owner, I think is caring. Like, you know, which things can be taken care of tomorrow and which things can't. Like some things just have to be taken care of right now. Mm -hmm. Like my husband owns a restaurant and so we both at least I think it's nice being married to an entrepreneur. I don't, I, I don't know how people are like how you guys do like your podcast or like how like spouses work together in Mm -hmm. the same business. Like that would be very hard for me, but having each of us having our own businesses makes it to where we understand that nuance. And so he actually gets the emergency phone calls a lot more than I do. I don't Mm -hmm. get them a whole lot, but he'll get the, the call. That's like the dishwasher's broken like in the middle oh, yeah. of the night and we might be on date night and he has to go. And I'm like, yeah, go. I, I understand. Like, yeah. you're not going to just where if he worked at a job, I'd be like, what? You're not working right now. Like, yeah, don't answer your phone. That's how I'm kind of with my husband. I'm like, why do they need you right now? Like, cause yeah. he, because he gets to work 10 hours a day, which is annoying that he has to work 10 hours a day, but that's corporate America. He works 10 hours a day. And I'm like, you already did 10 hours a day. But my husband didn't really understand mine until I honestly started bringing in the money that would, it made sense to him. He needed to see, oh, this isn't a hobby. Like, Mm -hmm. this is our retirement. And then it, it, it needed that value for us. But it's still really hard. Like, we have to have insane, um, expectations but honestly him becoming my business partner has changed a lot too he's like oh this is hard <laughs> like, yeah. yeah yeah it is hard yeah it's hard to make it up from scratch welcome to the party okay so what do you think is like the one thing that like you really that really like shocks you about being a business owner that you didn't that you never would have like I mean other than just what we're talking about like being <laughs> overloaded with <laughs> tasks yeah. but like is there anything that if you knew then what you know now, like, would have just stopped you from doing it in the first place? I don't know about stopping me. I think the thing that I I am shocked with is how um, unqualified some people are to run businesses. And, like, why was I ever questioning myself? Like, yeah. I'll meet people who, like, really don't have any idea what they're doing, but they're, like, they're making up as they go. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, we're all doing this. We're all making this up. Yeah. And I just would see this full package, and it's like – uh, I thought, oh, well, I can't. I was trying to compare, I guess, what I was doing with like their finished product, or and and now I'm like, we are all 16 year olds who are like just amazed that we're like functioning as adults, <laughs> all yeah. of us. Yeah. And oh, so, totally. And then like that made me feel better, and also made me realize like I every single person is approachable, 
every person. Like Nicole and, and I say, everybody's just people. Yeah. Like, uh, you're right. Um, How about you? Uh, I, I never would have imagined how hard it is to like be a leader, like yeah. to be a team, like a leader of a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I've had to really, really study and learn. And I'm always learning every day and still don't like know how to do that. Mm-hmm. So I just want to be like everybody's friend. Oh yeah. And that doesn't yeah. serve you well as like a business owner yes. necessarily. Um, and so I feel like for me, the best thing to do is to kind of like remove myself from that role a little bit and like hire somebody who's actually really good at that Mm -hmm. which is kind of what Courtney is yeah so she does constant check-ins with everybody make sure everybody's good and I'm just I was always bad at that you know like when we had our store and we had lots of employees like I never knew what was irking them or whatever like issues they were having Mm because I didn't really like give them the opportunity to like sure speak about it so that was something I definitely but at the same time when we started our business we didn't foresee like really hiring people yeah we didn't really know what it was gonna look like I don't know I'm just, I'm honestly like I know you feel so overwhelmed and like you're fitting so much in and I but I'm just like I'm so inspired by you oh thank you like I want to take like a little bit of that energy you can give me some of it and like actually let go of it maybe yeah that'd be awesome and then could I get some of your like basically business oversight of like how you see the whole process because that's what I need that is what you need, actually. We should do a brainstorming session with you. Yeah, that would be amazing. Because but then I'd be like, no, I have so much. Honestly, to- like the power of fresh eyes and that bird's eye view, mm-hmm. it's magical because like you're just in it. You're so, you've got your sleeves rolled up and your hands are in it, like dirty, right? Yeah. It's so hard for for people to see the big picture and go mm-hmm. like, I mean, even for us, we, I remember one time we hired a business coach and had like one session and we had this, these big problems we were trying to solve with mm-hmm some products, some offerings we had. And she literally just goes, oh, so you're doing this and you're expecting this result? Uh-huh. And the way she said it, and I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was annoyingly simple for yeah. you to see. I, I, you know? I love, if I could do full-time just walking into a business, looking at their business and, and finding those connections, that's all I would do. Yeah. Like that would be my, my dream job oh, yeah. is to walk in, brainstorm, give them a thousand ideas, ask them questions, and then walk out and never think about it again. <laughs> That's like my dream job. Like there's actually a lot of dream jobs I would love to have that I'd be good at. Uh-huh. But like I created a, something. But what, what happens what happens when I can see happening for you is you go in and give them all these ideas and then they look at you all doughy-eyed and they're like, oh my, I don't know how to implement yeah, any of these. Please and, you're like, and then you're like, I'll just do it for you. Yeah, no, I can't. I had to stop doing that. Because like <laughs> that, I'm like, no, yes, I could you do know it. they won't. But they then won't they'll be like, who can do it? And I'm like, I don't know. But like, not me. <laughs> and like, and that's I'm like, oh, well. And then you just like messed everything up. You just yes. agitated everything. And that has happened. A, yeah. I mean, yeah. So maybe, yeah, we need to have a brainstorming. Well, session. I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, you just have. That's the curse. Mm-hmm. The curse is so many ideas. So many. And like, and you don't so have many. someone to shoot some of them down. Yeah. Like, oh, I do. I have a husband. Okay. And he's really great at it. He's like a great you know, partner. But when our husbands shoot ideas down, we're like, Shh, kind of pissed at him. Yeah, 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 for like, sure. It's just like, actually, um, like, are you just challenging me more? Yeah, it's like not the same thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's why. I think that's why, like, we like people find each other, like it, business owners, like whatever. What you know, how we we can connect over coffee and then go to a strip club is because like we need that vibe, but also we need to calm each other down and like say, Hey, that's awesome. And that's not going to happen right now. Like, unless you do this thing or something. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, we ride that vibe and that's fun. It's so important to have friends like in that 
that have kind of like similar experiences mm-hmm. because as I remember telling you like some of my questions or issues or whatever and you're like oh I've been through this before mm-hmm. here's how we handle it or here's how we like structure this deal or whatever yeah. and having someone that can actually be like an open book with you and share yeah. like we're not going to take business from each other no it's it's like and who cares like, we can only handle know? so many yeah. clients there's a lot of clients <laughs> out there. I'm never worried about that yeah and so it's just so valuable to be able to bounce things back and forth and go like well when I was in that situation here's what happened mm-hmm. or here's what failed or whatever so I guess business owners listening to this conversation, if you've gathered anything from it, I think it should just be comfort in knowing that whatever type of business owner you are, whether you're more like um, Natalie being like running around trying to like wear all the hats and do all the things or more like me where you're like, am I doing enough? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that there is somebody like you out there. Yeah. Just doing the thing. And we're all just doing the best we can. Yeah. You know? And so... I don't know. I'm just dedicated to like never stop learning Mm -hmm. and asking questions. Um, Whether it's learning from my own experiences or yours or whoever, you know, I like to find someone that I really like resonate with values wise and listen to them and learn from their podcasts and their books and their things. And that's one really fun thing I think about owning a business is like people think it's like all this cutthroat like competition and like it's honestly. It's not, I mean, it can be, I guess. I'm just not very competitive. I have never experienced that before. Really? Honestly. Mm-mm. Yeah, I like, I, I'm just not competitive, so I don't like see it. But it's like when people who are into this get together, it's very fun. Like that part is I'm like, highly competitive. Yeah? Like oh. really? Like I'm not competitive at all. Yeah, like, no. Yeah, like. Okay, good. I will, I will, <laughs> I will bet on myself in any situation, even if it's something I've never tried before. Wow. It's really sad. I'm only competitive if there's money on the table. <laughs> like, no, I don't even need money. I just need to win. And, like, uh, I will compete. Like, if if you were, like, Franny, do you want to, like, arm wrestle that mm-hmm. bodybuilder over there? I'd be like, I'm going to take him down. <laughs> and then I would, like, I, like, what is wrong with me? You know what I mean? Like any opportunity to compete in something that like they could be like, you're going to go on Jeopardy and go against like these geniuses. I'd be yeah. like, uh, I'm the genius. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's yeah. I'm not. And then I would lose and yeah. And be like, would you it's feel cool. Whatever. Crappy about it. Like, I think I'm not competitive no. sometimes because it's like, I also don't like to, I don't like the feeling of losing. So just like not, I, I can, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I think I might have damage, but like, <laughs> um, oh, I don't know what makes me like that, but it's, it's yeah. like this. I don't feel like I have – I actually – I go in with all intentions to win mm-hmm. no matter what, and then I usually don't. And then oh. I'm like, well, yeah, obviously I'm not going to win. Did you see that guy? <laughs> this is. I just feel like I need a whole podcast on Because, <laughs> yeah, like for me, I'm just like it's, – it's not – I'm not looking around. Like I don't see – I just think – I just know what I need to be for myself to feel yeah. successful, and like that's all I can see. So I don't have time – yeah. To, like, think about the bodybuilder or whatever because I'm, like, that's not on my – that's yeah, – I don't care about that. that yeah. yeah. But what I do care about, like, <clears throat> I'm just – I'm I'm so competitive with myself and I'm always losing because, you know, like, oh, never yeah. – <laughs> that's, like, a <laughs> totally – that's yeah. a thing to – I'm always losing and I'm very sad. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, with – for competition for me, it's, like, if somebody were to challenge me to a competition, like, if somebody were to, like, say uh, – we're pitting two businesses against each other in, like, a reality show. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be, like, 
an actual competition, right? Where like somebody's judging it and there's actually like a prize at the end. Sure. I'd be like, yeah, okay, you're going down. Okay. But we're not living in that yeah. world. Like there is no judge, there is no prize. <laughs> but you still kind of feel that. And so, no, no, I mean, I, I'm just saying like, I am a competitive person, mm-hmm. but I don't feel that way in business with other okay. business owners because it's not that type of competitive setting. Sure. Like for some nobody's nobody's putting us in that like ring together. Mm-hmm. And so why would I go up against someone or try to sabotage somebody else's business when we're not even playing in the same freaking ring? But you know that, but not everybody does. Like I know people who are super competitive with me and I'm like, "Who are you?" I don't yeah. I'm not look or like But it doesn't make sense because they they aren't like competitive with you. They just yeah. aren't. They're just they're doing something else. Yeah, they're their own thing. They're attracting a like different client. It's just not, we're just like, we're not playing a game of beer pong. <laughs> yeah. If we were, I would destroy you. <laughs> well, then we should. We should. I'm so, terrible at beer pong. Like, my, my husband, like, hates me because I get us into all these things and I will, like, puff up my chest and be like, you go down, bitches, you know? <laughs> and we were at Lost Grove uh, one time uh-huh. and they had a beer pong competition yeah. like going on for some yeah and okay so for those of you who don't know lost grove is literally like pretty much on campus mm-hmm. of bsu so it's like all college kids <laughs> these kids are playing beer pong every day yeah like they're professional beer beer pong players mm-hmm. and i'm like oh we're in <laughs> and you guys are going down <laughs> i have the worst hand-eye coordination <laughs> you could possibly imagine uh-huh. We freaking won. We beat everybody. Oh, my God. Seriously? We took out, like, 12 college frat boy teams. Wow. Were they kind of turned out by that? Like, to be honest. I think they were embarrassed for me by my (laughs) unsportsman, like, celebrating at the end. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, they actually, they couldn't believe it. Wow. It was, was like, my best moment of my life. Yeah. Uh, Really, of your life. (laughs) That's amazing. Like, I hope you have a little trophy that you can showcase. Uh, No, I got got my... um, my tab taken care of. Oh my gosh, that's really special. Yeah, that's you pretty cool. Go, that's you should go all tattoo <clears throat> like that of beer punk. Uh, I, yeah. Um, so that's yeah. how competitive I am. Yeah. And I and I just but what I what the moral of the story is like, even though I feel super competitive in situations like that, I don't feel like our um, business is that same setting. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I think that's very healthy. People who think of it that way are just like delusional it's just not that's not what it is we're not out we're not starting a business to crush other businesses like if anything we're in business we love business small businesses like i mean that's what our whole business is created around is building other small businesses Mm -hmm. so if somebody is offering a similar service to us we actually have the same mission Mm -hmm. like we're actually like on the same team Mm-hmm. And more people that are doing it is just more proof of concept that it's sure. a product that's needed. Oh my gosh, yes. You know? like, I want more influencers. and well, I don't like, I don't actually call myself an influencer, but I mean, I am a little bit. But I, the term has like a, a, a weird stigma to it, but it yeah. I mean, there needs to be, we need to find like a new term. Yeah, I'm a person reinvented. who has influence on social media. Like Everybody has influence on social media. Yeah, so it's like mm-hmm. I, I want, I know something different, but I think when you're competitive like that, <clears> you're just extending a lot of energy that you could be extending to your business. Yeah. Like the, just looking outside. Um, yeah, I just, I don't have time. Like, yeah. and I've, if. It really just eats at people. Mm-hmm. It, it, and I think there's a difference between comparison and comp- competition. Like sure. a lot of people are comparing themselves and that's natural. Mm-hmm. But the, but when I think of people being competitive in business, I think it's um, 
it's like, yes, we should want to be the best. Like we should want to compete in that way. As far as like, we want customers to have, if they had experienced both businesses to say ours is better. Yes, of course. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's fine. It's good. It's healthy. Yeah. But at the same time, like we're not going to go and like, what's her name? <laughs> She's like Tanya. Oh, Tanya Harding. Tanya Harding people. <laughs> She's just like kicking, and I'm like, "What?" Are... I'm slicing you with my ice oh, skate. Yeah, yeah. So we don't, we don't. Like, want we're not that. gonna do that. Yeah. Like, nobody's doing but that. But we will defend ourselves. Like, I'll let, like, we'll defend our businesses. Like, I have had people Absolutely. do stuff like using like very similar names, or like, um, there have been people who have like honestly done stuff that it's on the attack. And I'm not going to attack back, but, like, I'll defend my business yeah. in a way that destroys yours. And that has happened. And it's like, oh, sorry, you couldn't find any of your um, domains. It's because I bought them all because you were basically, <laughs> like, I mean. You're like, I can play this game, too. Yeah. yeah. No, I've never been in a situation like that. Yeah, so. I have a, quite a bit. And, like, I'd wow. never. It's just the things of, like, I will, I will defend. Uh, I'll protect my business name. But I'll never like call those people out, even though those that would be an incredible podcast. Like if I would openly talk about people who have like directly tried to attack or like I don't um, know. All it takes is like one bad day, and she, I, I've been she's pretty good. Like, unhinged. I know I could. <laughs> I also don't want to get sued for slander or something. But um, but you know anyone who's in existence right now in Boise, I've never had any problems with anyone like that. Anyone who's had issues just tried to rise really fast and then they crumbled really quickly yeah. but like anyone who's established in Boise I've had nothing but like good yeah. experiences with them yeah well if anything too like I feel like good competition is what drives you to like move forward mm-hmm. or move, excites you like yeah. it excites you to like oh okay okay yeah well, we can do this just sneaking up on my up there like it's gonna just excite you to like want to innovate or move forward or whatever mm-hmm. so yeah totally mm, that was good yeah, it's good talk. It's good. <laughs> we could probably do this for like five hours. What are we will. like? We're at an hour and twelve minutes. Are you serious? Oh my gosh, <laughs> what just happened? I was like, let's make this twenty-five minutes. Is that what you said? Yeah, I was like, we can do a twenty-five minute like converse- conversation. But oh yeah, just, if you would have told me that, I'd have been like, Psh. yeah, I don't know. Well, I just go into my mind. I'm like, that yeah, we'll just happen. see what what happens. This was a great talk. <laughs> <laughs> should we should we just stop it right here? Yeah. Okay. All right. We should probably. Uh, all right. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah. All right. <laughs> bye bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at the Boise Bubble. And for more information about our community, follow at Hello Meridian. See you next time. The Boise Bubble Podcast is sponsored by Volkswagen of Boise. Interested in buying a Volkswagen in the Treasure Valley? Head to www.volkswagenofboise.com to learn more.